to Judging Book Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we have been going through our 2020 challenge list. Uh, today is going to be a little different, but we'll get into that. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, joined by my amazing and wonderful co-host, Megan Griffin. Megan, how are you today? I am excellent. We are in week 52. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> 2020, get on out of here. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. Yes. I was in the car Saturday. And uh, I was like, be quiet. And I went, Mom, this is the last Saturday of 2020. Thank God. She was like, <laughs> holy shit, it is. <laughs> like, yeah, it's almost over. <laughs> we're so close. We are. It's the last Monday of 2020 today <sighs> as we're recording. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's been quite a year. It has. It has. I got to get out mm-hmm. and vote still this week. Oh, yes. if I don't Come do on, it Georgia. before... Thursday, the polls close. Friday, I think. I don't know if they're open Thursday or not. I need to double check. But they are definitely not open mm, the first or the fourth. Right. So it's either go this week or go on the day of the election, which I can do. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to get done. Yeah. Come on, Georgia. Yeah. It's uh, that song from Hamilton, All Eyes Are On You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> History has its <laughs> oh, eyes on you. Yes. Oh. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So we have gone through our 2020 challenge list. And you know what? I think even with 2020 being what it was and us just kind of be like, you know what? We're going to do what we want. I feel like we stuck. We made things work for the challenge list that we created at the beginning of the year before all this happened. I agree. I agree. Even if we strayed into things that were more of we want to read this because, damn it, we want to mm-hmm. read this. Um, it still wasn't anything counterproductive. Right. Right. It wasn't us being like, I want to read these things by old white men that just make me feel comfortable, even though they are terrible and misogynistic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely the opposite of that. Very much so. I think we definitely have grown this year. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, personally, me with the do not finish, because, you know, I usually finish things. So much power in that. Very much so. (laughs) It's very empowering. (laughs) So today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the things that that we loved during 2020, things that really got us through books, movies, podcast, media, whatever, whatever got us through this year. Just it's going to be a very positive yeah. podcast I think, episode. <laughs> it's been a crap year. We all know it, even if it has been better for some of us than others. Um, and we just want to kind of end the year on a positive note, the things that um, I think one thing that if you like truly take anything away from 2020, it is the fact that arts mm-hmm. is so important, no matter what form it's in. And we really, really need to make sure that we are giving yeah. back and making sure those things flourish, because I don't think a lot of us would have survived 2020 without yeah, all the different kinds of art. Definitely. Like... I think music helped get us through shows, movies, uh, recorded plays. Like, I mean, for Hamilton's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. But I'm sure there's others that others had access to that they could watch. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah, actually, strangely enough, like, I don't know what started the dream last night, but I definitely like... I'm a restless sleeper. And every time I woke up, I kept being like, no, damn it. Hamlet with Ruth Nega is the best thing that I've done this year. 
And I was like, I don't know what has sparked this. <laughs> except for the fact that it was one of the best things that I've done this year. Yeah. But I just was like, okay. All right, mind. We'll focus on that. Doesn't want you to forget. It was a great moment I, of the year. Apparently so. not. <laughs> so. Cool. Nice. <laughs> It did this with sleeves the other night, too, where I was like, I just watched like 10 hours of Criminal Minds. I'm definitely going to have dreams about serial killers and rapists and things. And it's like, no, I had nightmares about crocheting sleeves all night. (laughs) My brain is wonderful. (laughs) I definitely had a a Mount Fitzroy dream. So I've restarted my or started my re-listen of it with George and I was falling asleep on the couch as we were listening. And apparently I was trying to wake up at this point, I think, in the in my sleep because I was hearing the podcast. But Uh at the same time, I was in the mountain, which was very wide open space. So I don't know if we got down to the bottom. I don't know. But it was like wide open space. But I was hearing the podcast. And I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler. So stop listening if you haven't finished Mount Fitzroy. <laughs> it's more at the beginning of the book, but when uh, Samin and Rem find the other three knives and they're very excited about it, yeah. in my mind, because my mind was like, I've already finished that book. I'm in the third. I'm like, this is a trilogy now. And I'm in the third. I don't know what oh, mountain no. this is. I was like, why are we excited about this? Y'all did this in Mount Fitzroy. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> very weird i am curious if he'll explore this again it was very disheartening to see um tim and i had started talking about going to sigler fest okay which is in october or november in vegas every year and we've like talked about it a couple times and never really you know sat down to put details but because of mount fitzroy and he's got another book out i think the gangster um we were like yeah i was like i will read i will get more into the Sigler verse. It'll be one of my 2021s and we'll go to Sigler Fest. It has been canceled oh. and the entire festival cuz they were this was going to be the last year. Oh. So like, it's like damn it. Oh. Will they do like another one next year as the last one maybe? No, like they've announced that oh. they're like 2021 was going to be the last one they have officially canceled 2021s. Damn. And I'm just yeah. But I think he does come to Dragon Con, so hopefully, hopefully at some point I'll get to do something. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Meet him. Say hi. All that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so what media do we want to start with? Uh, do we want to start with books? Sure. Okay. What's a book that you loved in 2020? Okay. So I had... Um, two YA series that I love finished this year that I thankfully keep track of my shit because I went back there and was like, oh yeah, those both ended. <laughs> yep. um, so I'm going to talk about the Diviner series really quick because I feel like I talk about it every year, but it officially ended this year. Book four came out and it wrapped everything up and it did a really great job and I cannot wait to dive back into these books again because they are just so beautifully 1920s atmospheric and... I think the last one suffers a little bit because they get out of New York in it and everybody kind of breaks up into different groups, but I still enjoy the wrap up. I'm really glad with the way it finished. And yeah, if you like 1920s, New York as a concept and not 
entirely whitewashed. Mm. Like they definitely get into um, some of the characters are from Harlem and some one of the characters is um, Chinese Irish. So it is a mixture of it is not just like that happy memory, the Gatsby feel of the 1920s. It is very much like the 1920s had problems. Yeah. So with ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Um, One of the ones that I loved this year was the hundred thousand kingdoms by NK Jemison. And really that whole series, the inheritance trilogy, because I did totally end up, uh, George got me the next two and I, went right on through them but (laughs) we did the first one for the podcast and I just fell in love with the world building the different gods and goddesses like what's going on the magic you know I loved all of it and then of course needed to know what the rest of the trilogy was about um so I definitely like when I think of reading that I also think of reading on the train on the way into work so yes. this is obviously the first two months of <laughs> of everything uh, or of the of the year before everything changed um so yeah I loved that was definitely the inheritance trilogy just the world building highly recommend the whole trilogy <laughs> I've got a friend his uh 2021 goal is to read more high fantasy by women and especially authors of color and this book series is on his list and not because we read it like he gave me his list and I was like oh I think that's the series that we started that you, that you I knew finished mm-hmm. and I had to double check yep. my notes and I was like yeah it is you're gonna love it yeah. it's great let me know how what you think so so good yeah very very excited yeah definitely need to read more of her stuff yes Ugh, definitely agree got any other books I do I have so many yeah, um <laughs> The second series that finished, um, actually, okay, so it was a trilogy that finished, but then there is a fourth book coming out next year. So it's like this mystery ended, and then there's a one book mystery to come, which got announced after the fact. Anyways, super excited for that. Um, But it is the Truly Devious Mm. series by Maureen Johnson. Um, The third book is called The Hand on the Wall, and it is like this school in Vermont that has a an unsolved mystery slash there's this mystery going on at the time of the uh, students that are there. So it's kind of like all these different mysteries and it's a good cast of characters and like not neurotypical characters. And I don't know, there's just something about it that the, the discussion of anxiety, especially in this book, um, hit very close to home. Mm. And this is also something that I read. Actually, I read it prior to the shutdown. And then I reread it after because I was looking at it going, I know I finished this book right before all the shutdown happened. And I don't remember who mm. the bad guy was and all that stuff. So... Um, I reread it again recently, yeah. and yeah, if you like YA mystery books, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, another one, another book that I had was another one we did for the podcast, and one that I had read before we did it for the podcast, uh, like Water for Chocolate. Yeah. I just love the whole magical realism, just your feelings into your food. <laughs> Plus, it was about food. Like I, yes, There's going to be some good. other cooking-related things on my list here as we continue <laughs> on. Um but I love that. I love the different recipes and the, just that that angst of loving someone, but you can't be with them and like that whole thing. And just 
<laughs> oh, the fan. And then uh, I did also watch the movie after we read it for the podcast. That's right. Yeah, it was. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was um, at the time. So that just, I just love it. It also like made me think of that Sarah. I think we talked about this one. We recorded the podcast, yes. the Simply Irresistible Sarah Michelle Geller movie, which I still have not sought out to rewatch. But there's just something about put like just when I think of like water for chocolate, I'm thinking of everyone crying at the table because Tita cried into the wedding cake batter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so <laughs> overcome with those emotions. Um, yeah, I loved it. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite books that we yeah. read for the podcast this year. Yeah, definitely want to do more magical realism stuff, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love Jane the Virgin, and that show was, like, that's, all about that, so. <laughs> that's true. Um, I have a few more. Uh, the next one is one I'm actually currently reading, but I already love it so much that I know it's going to be one of my favorite books this year. Um, it's called Shit Actually by Lindy West, hmm. and it is a collection of her essays where she discusses books. Okay. Not books, I'm sorry. Where she discusses movies. Okay. Which is what she was known for before she got into the political side of the world. Oh. And um, Shit Actually is a reference to Love Actually, um, which is an essay in the book. And she, the first chapter is on The Fugitive, and which is like her favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And she rewatched all of these in 2020. She oh. literally updated all of these essays and wrote this book during... The pandemic to see if they held up mm-hmm. and i have to tell you some of these like she talks about the notebook i was crying from laughing so hard. oh god it is <laughs> they are so good and even movies that i haven't seen like there is one called the rock which i had never heard of is that... um where i guess they have to break into alcatraz yes. okay i've not yeah. seen it but like know of it yeah, never heard of it, whatever. I'm not a, as big of a Nicolas Cage fan as a lot of people are. <laughs> but um, even, like, the way she wrote about it, I was like, I have to see this movie now. Um, so, yeah, I if you want some... There is light political commentary. Um, like, one of them is Lion King. And she made it a joke about Obama eating constituents. And she was like, this joke was funnier before 2016. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it was funnier before Trump supporters started drinking bleach. Oh, my Trump God. I you. forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few political things peppered in. But I really love Lindy West's essays and um, nostalgia and things like that. So this has been a really fun collection. I made... A uh, friend of the show, Tim, listened to some of them while uh, we were driving the other day. <laughs> and yeah, definitely made him laugh too. So. Nice. I don't know if that gets any extra bonus points except for that, like, <laughs> our humor doesn't always line up. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, one of the audiobooks that I did this year, The Mother of Black Hollywood by Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer yeah. Lewis, who's her memoir. That one was really, really good. Um, I did it a lot while walking the dog and, like, doing random stuff around the house. So it was just um, – it's, like, I love hearing – we've talked about this, that we love, like, listening to memoirs when they're read by the person or collections of essays when they're read by the person yes. who wrote it. And it was her. She is – I mean, she's an amazing performer. Like, she's Ruby on Blackish. You might remember her as Aunt Helen on The Fresh Prince. Um 
I think she also she was uh, I didn't watch the Proud Family, but I believe she did a voice on there. Like she's been in okay. so much stuff. And oh, she was one of the backup singers on in Sister Act in the first one and in the second oh, one nice. when they're performing in, in uh, L, uh, Vegas, I think. Um, so, like, I know her from these different things. And she's just this, like, she's just, like, I feel like when I see her, like, she has this presence. And that presence really just came through when she was reading her memoir, like, talking about growing yeah. up. And, you know, this, she wanted to be a star. She wanted, this is what she wanted to do. She wanted to perform. And how she lived in New York. And she performed at a Don't Tell Mama, which is actually, a like, a piano bar that I, I think it's a piano bar. I've been there. It's, like, a bar that I've been where people were singing. Uh, this was, like, oh, God. That's so cool. I went there... Like thir- ugh, 13, 14, 15, Jesus, years ago um, oh. for my friend's bachelor weekend um, in New York. We we just ended up going there. And so when she mentioned, I was like, I know where that is. <laughs> I always love that feeling. Yeah. Um, but just hearing her talk about the, like touring with Bette Midler and like on set, like interacting with Whitney Houston on The Preacher's Wife and just... Also, this woman has lived a life. I think I mentioned this where she like <laughs> talks a lot about her different like sex partners. I'm like, one, I don't think yes. I could remember everyone's name. So good on you. And good for you for like just being like, yeah, I like sex. Deal with it. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh, she's we so great. We're all about sex positivity on this podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and her different romances. They're just so good. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my next one is also kind of a memoir, I guess. Um, it is not as happy. It is called Know My Name by Sean, Chanel Miller. Uh, she is oh. Jane Doe of the, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's funny is now I can't remember his name. Fucking Brock I think Turner. I want to say Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Cause he is. In my mind, Brock Turner and Brett Kavanaugh have yeah. morphed into That's... like older and younger versions of each other. Oh yeah. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it is a very hard book to read, um, and it made me cry mm. quite a bit, but it is still one of the more powerful things I've read this year, and um, it is currently on sale for Kindle for like 2 or $3. Um, highly recommend <clears throat> get her side of the story and understanding, and just understanding how she's lived and dealt with this since, and yeah, yeah. I know her name. Yeah. <laughs> That would definitely be a hard one, but I definitely want to, I need to like organize my to be read list because I have them. I've got one on Goodreads that I haven't really been using and then I just throw stuff into mm-hmm. a random list that I have on Amazon. So nice. I definitely need to organize my to be read list, uh, but that is going on there. Yeah, I think I might sit down and try to organize from the standpoint of the advanced copies of books that I have mm-hmm. that I definitely didn't read in 2020 and I should have and the book of the month stuff and just make a list of things and be like, I'm going to try to stick to this as much as possible. Yeah. No, I won't. <laughs> Angie Thomas has a book coming out this month. Uh, Shauna McGuire has a book that's coming out this month. Like I already know. I'm like, these are books that are going to come up. Go right to the top. Yeah. Yep. Cause I have like yep. a shelf, a physical shelf of the physical stuff that I want to read. It's not mm-hmm. everything. Cause I can't fit everything on it. Right. The idea was to read them and move them off the shelf. And as the shelf gets smaller or, or emptier to add more things the problem is i yeah. just keep adding things because things keep coming in <laughs> i feel that yeah um another book that i have on the list is salt fat acid and heat yes. by samin nasrat i love this book 
(laughs) (laughs) This book, everything that I have made from it has come out amazing. I do recommend, highly recommend reading the book first before you Mm -hmm. jump to the recipes because I I remember like I was just flipping through it when I first bought it and there's a chart that's like what do I make and it says something like did I read this book and if the answer is no you go to this box that says something like I highly recommend that you read the book (laughs) so you have the foundations and I was like I have been called out she knows her audience um so just because her theory is if you master these four things, then you can be a great, anyone can be a great chef. But these are like the four yeah. fundamentals, like the basics of any good meal. And her recipes, oh my God, I made her buttermilk marinated roast chicken on Christmas Eve. Oh. And it, it like, I prefer dark meat of that or of chicken or turkey because usually the white, it's like borderline dry or it's just not as flavorful. Yeah. This, I'll eat the whole thing. I'll eat whatever you give me from that, from that. Oh, it's so good. Did the steak dish with the green? Oh no, uh, that's a Peru- that? okay. that's a Peruvian dish. Um, okay, that looked amazing. Thank as well. you. <laughs> the, that's something that my grandmother has made. I've had it at Peruvian restaurants, and I have a recipe from okay. like a, a Peruvian blogger that usually comes out pretty good. It's uh, it's a green spaghetti. It's basically like a pesto made with um, spinach and basil. Okay, and then it's very often served with steak at the restaurant, and to do like. A la pobre is like the poor man's version of something is to throw a fried egg on top. Okay. So my friend Diana at work is Peruvian. I told her I made this. She was like, oh, my grandmother always put a fried egg on top. So I was like, OK, I'm going to do that next time. Did that. And I was like, oh, George and I were both like, we got to we can't we can't go back. Always <laughs> needs the fried egg. No, it looked so good. Thank I you. actually before we started recording meant to be like, um, tell me all about this. It's dish, so easy cause... to make. I'll send you the recipe. It's very easy to make. Okay. Um, and actually, th- that was George's pick for Christmas dinner. He's like, can we do the dietiness? Like, it's so Aww. good. It's like, okay, sure. I'll do it anytime. Like, it's not, it's easy enough where I, like, I have enough spinach left over where I do want to try to do it again this week. Maybe just okay. without the steak, but still with the fried egg. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, that's that's something separate. Um, but that book, Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat, does talk yes. about, like, different, um, like, different countries and, like, the different, like, how if you're going to make something, then you really got to try to get those ingredients, including like the oils that they have access to if you want it to mm-hmm. actually taste like it's from that region. Um, but yeah, just her instructions are very clear. The The, the art is beautiful. Um, yeah. Salt, fat, acid, heat. I recommend it to everybody who wants to cook. <laughs> I definitely have gotten it for a few people for yes, Christmas. Highly so. recommend. And she just, oh, she's so charming. <laughs> She really is. Yeah. I need to sit down and watch her Netflix yes. series. But yeah. um, my next book is Spoiler Alert. It, um, I read this actually recently, and I think either we already had a long episode or I totally forgot to talk about it. But this is everything that I love in romance tropes. <laughs> it is the whole You've Got Mail, where they're writing to each other. And then they meet IRL and don't particularly, you know, hit it off as well. And then one of them figures out that they know each other. And But added with, um, so the story is that she, the main character, writes fan fiction of the show that is essentially a Game of Thrones-esque show. Um, and she has a writing partner. And the writing partner, she doesn't know, is one of the leads of the show. One of the male leads okay. of the show. And they've been really good friends as fanfic writing partners. 
for years. And then she posts a picture on Twitter of her in this costume. And because she's not a twig, um, some people start heckling her and shit. And him as himself, the actor, is like, nah, she's hot. I'll take her on a date or something. I Like, I'm totally paraphrasing. <laughs> and so she goes on a date with movie star guy, not realizing that movie star guy is like her fanfic writing best friend. And like, <laughs> all of this is things that I just love so, so much. <sighs> and he realizes that actually on the first date, she's like, because he's like, I want to go on a second date. And she's like, I have to be honest with you. Like, I write smutty fanfic about your character. Like, you need to know that in advance. Great communication skills. Yep. Thank you. Yep. And he's like, what's your username? And she tells him. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and, of course, a lot of the drama is the fact that he doesn't tell her. Allah, you've got mail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I really like it. I think the characters, like, it is a silly romance book. But also, like, the characters are fairly well developed. Like, they, um, there's a lot in it that I really like. Um, I read this at the same time as we read an Alyssa Cole book. Cause I remember making a comment about like, I had read a lot of sex scenes recently. Oh yeah. I'm tired of reading sex scenes. <laughs> this book has some good sex scenes in it. Um, and I have read a few like fat positive romance mm-hmm. books this year, which I enjoy. Um, like my only slight backdrop with this is like, I don't know. I just like sometimes the way it's portrayed is like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Cause at one point, like he makes a comment offhand of like, <sighs> he has to leave or something the next day, but like, why doesn't she come work out with him? Because that's what he'll be doing in the morning. Hmm. And she's like in her mind being like, he wants to fix me. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, it always comes to this. And then she's, and he's like, yeah, come to the gym, work out with me. And then like, we'll do breakfast. And then she's like, the way she phrases the question is like, what do you like at the breakfast buffet? And as a guy who like is entirely shirtless, most of this TV show, he's like, I eat granola and blah, 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 like all these really healthy things. And she's taking it as like him fat shaming Mm. her essentially. And yeah, it is, like, it's a lot occasionally, um, but I think it still handles it fairly well overall. And then there's a side character I love who just starts writing pegging fiction about him, his character. And I, I just it's it was fun. It was like <laughs> it's it addresses the fact of things like Game of Thrones and how all the fans hated the ending. And like, I don't know. It's it's a really great. And there's a spinoff. Huh. coming in 2021 that's cool of the side characters so i'm really excited yeah nice in case you're wondering <laughs> my favorite tropes are normal person dates famous person <laughs> and you've got mail so i will always watch you've got mail when it's on yes. even though i'm like oh this is terrible that you're not telling her but i just like plus it's also for me it's that nostalgia of the dial-up aol and the like yes. email and internet's so new and bookstores i love a bookstore if you have HBO Max, um, there is a movie called Shop Around the Corner, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite Christmas movies because it takes place at Christmas um, with Jimmy Stewart. It's from the 1940s, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially what You've Got Mail is based yes. on. 
I haven't seen it, but and I do love it. Yes. And then there is a musical called She Loves Me, which I think you can watch online. I think Broadway HD. Hmm. If you get a subscription. Zachary Levi. Um, Laura. Oh, I totally always forget her last name. It'll come to me in a second. And then the blonde woman from 30 Rock are all in it. Oh, and okay. It is a musical based on Shop Around the Corner. So if you love You've Got Mail Trope, here are a couple other ways that you can also get it. Nice. I <laughs> know <laughs> um, one I had on my list of loves of 2020. It's book related. It's the book of the okay. month club. <laughs> yes. Which I found out for, about because of you. They, I love just because if you want to read more and you're not really sure or you want to read different things or just want different variety and also don't want to have to either go to a store or really do a lot of research because they present to you your five books that you can pick for the month. And then you can also add on those add-ons, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like They've recently come up with like a TBR so you can make a list of things that you want to add on. Literally just started that Dangerous. while we were talking. Dangerous. <laughs> yes. So I just love the variety. I love the, you know, getting the option to pick things and then waiting for your book to arrive or books if you add it on <laughs> and now are adding it to your to be read physical shelf underneath your TV like I am. Me. Um, me. But I generally I like the the options that we have. Like I got A Woman Is No Man. Loved that. Um, the book uh, Big Friendship from uh, yes. the two co-hosts of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast. The Vanishing Half, like, I, I really liked the books that I got. I did skip December. Nothing really jumped out at me. But at the same time, I was also like, my shelf is getting too big. I'm just going to skip the month. It's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you do have that option, too. So I like that flexibility. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is something that I've tried a few times and usually cancel after a month or two. And now I've had it for seven mm-hmm. months, according to the app. This will be – I just set up for – the eighth month yeah. which i will be purchasing on payday um because i cannot not buy three books a month <laughs> <laughs> through it yep. um because the add-ons are like, what, like 10 bucks they're 10 bucks a book and they're all hardcover and you can't get that they're anywhere. all hardcover yeah. um a subscription is like 15 16 a month mm-hmm. the most so essentially you're getting three hardback books for 36 dollars. yeah i mean a hardback book in a bookstore is going to be 28. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I'm using it to buy like a, there's been a couple of books that I've read through ebook or audiobook or advanced copies of books mm-hmm. that um, now I'm able to get an actual copy yeah. of on the cheap. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, highly, I agree. I love, love book of the month. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they've been really striving to be, more diverse uh, after 2020. And I think looking at their January between their five books and their add-ons is fairly diverse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, in both the genre and authors. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. And if you want to join, we don't have right. any kind of like all this is, yeah, we're not getting paid to right. talk about this through them. Like that'd be great. Um, but hit us up. And I think, one of us yeah. can give you like a code so that you can get your first book for ten dollars. I don't know. It kind of five dollars. It kind of depends on whatever the deal yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Got any more books what on your list? Talk? Um, 
the last one I have is the Feed series, which I've just added it on there because I know I read it again this year. Uh, it's by Mira Grant. It's three books. It's all about zombie, like living with zombies after a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I read it, I think I read it in 2019 for the first time. And I thought some of it was just hilarious, like the bleach baths and um, the testing that they had to do to get back into buildings and things like that. And then 2020 happened. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of want to reread this now because so much of it seems more realistic. So just throwing that out there, if you want a, it's not pandemic, they are zombies. And it's a zombie story like 20 years after the zombie apocalypse happens. And it's about an election during a zombie land Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you at one point would have been like this doesn't sound realistic and now you're like yeah i'm surprised we don't actually have to get like blood tested to go into every building yes at this point because that's what it does they test your eye scans Mm -hmm. and your blood and you get a bleach bath lord so everybody buys either you own up to your bleach blonde hair or you buy box dye (laughs) (laughs) so take your pick Did you say that was your last book? That's my last book. What do you want to talk about next? Whatever you want to talk about. Oh, let's see. Do you have shows and movies? I have shows. I have no movies. Okay. Let's talk about shows. I did not think about movies. Cool. Um, For shows, my number one is one that I watched before 2020, but I've done at least two rewatches of, possibly three, during this year. Schitt's Creek. I think it's... Yep. I was going to say it's my number one as well. Yes. Um, I just, oh, I love it so much. Just the family and where they go from episode one to the finale and just where each character ends up is just my heart. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is maybe still like just discovering it or just watching it. Um, but I just, I love the family dynamics, the comedy, the fold. I, my, my Christmas sweater was a little late because of the post office. Um, <laughs> it just arrived today and it's, um, it's David and Moira just fold in the cheese, but with Christmas hats. And oh. I just, I can't get enough. Oh, my mom got me a mug. Um, that for, that's the quote from David saying that he's, I'm trying really hard not to connect with people right now. I think I butchered yes. the quote, but that. And then she also got me a shirt. I don't have it, but it's like, a, it's Shit's Creek related. Um, because we did Secret Santa and my suggestion was Shit's Creek stuff. So. Always good. Yes. Always good. Yeah. So I just love the whole thing I, my sister said she had gotten to was a season three or so and she just felt like there wasn't enough like emotional pull and i was like keep going and then she basically stopped right before like the relationships like david and patrick okay. and, you know like yeah. right before so now she's like oh, okay all right <laughs> i see it <laughs> yeah no it is it's a very light show to begin with mm-hmm. and for me it took a couple episodes to get into mm-hmm. and knowing that you loved it is and, and and that my best friend josh loves it um was why i kept going and then i suddenly found myself watching the whole thing yeah. and i i think like one of the biggest selling points is the fact that like they wanted to create a show where homophobia was never on the table yes like and it's like watching it, you kind of get that dread of this family's going to this small town. Yes. How are they going to react to David? And then like, everyone's exactly, just like, yes. okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's that. And there's an episode where 
um, someone is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And even knowing, like repeatedly telling myself, this show has no homophobia. The show has no homophobia. Mm-hmm. But still being like, how are these parents going to react? Right. The fact that Tina Turner's now sends me into tears. Like, <laughs> I got a couple of friends who are actually one of them has finished, the other still watching, mm-hmm. and I'm just got to the simply the best episode, and I made the mistake of being like, which one? Ah! <laughs> I was gonna ask that. <sighs> oh, it's so good! It's so good! It's so good. I love it. So yeah, Shit's Creek. What about you? What do you got for TV show? <laughs> um, so that was definitely one of my my top. Ah, yes. Um, I actually have not rewatched this again this year, but I'm going to because it is a good time to do it. But The Good Place ended this year, mm. which I totally forgot ended this year. Oh my God, that was this year. And um, I have rewatched this show so many times and now I need to sit down to do a rewatch of to get in the final season again. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched the show, it is just a fucking delight. And if you have watched the show, you missed something. Go back and watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I just need my six BFFs around me for a few minutes. And my discussion of hell, heaven and hell. And yep. that final season just made me sob every episode yeah especially the last one which i have like i watched it when it was on and cried and then george was getting caught up and then he was caught up but then we needed to wait for the last season to show up on netflix Mm -hmm. so he could watch it so i rewatched it with him and was just like and i'm sobbing again (laughs) it's just it's so good the, the one of the reasons I didn't rewatch it is because I knew a lot of things that I watched in 2020 are going to be things that will trigger me in the future of like, I watched this during a pandemic and I don't mm-hmm. want to relive that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, one, we've been in this too far fucking long that I'm just like, I'm going to do it because I yeah deserve to rewatch this also my best friend hasn't finished the show so i'm gonna be like i'm rewatching it you need to watch it right right so plus like you did watch it before the pan like the you watched it before the pandemic so um yeah that's stuff i loved when i watched the first season and you get to the reveal towards the end that the there's a laugh that a certain character does that i just fucking love it's so good i can't describe it more in case people listening have not watched but it's so good yeah no it's perfect it it is and and it's one of those shows that you're like i don't understand how they can do another season of this and do it well and they do every time every time like it ends what it needs to yes but i just remember between each season being like there's no way yeah like how are you gonna continue this and it also be as good yeah but you're right they did and then you're absolutely i think you're absolutely right that it ended when it needed to as much as i would have loved more yes that's you know also kind of the message in the last episode yes <laughs> so, um but also like just the evolution of the characters and how they kind of just like kind of like should screak how they were in episode one to how they are in episode the final episode just seeing that progression it's so good do you get another show um, I'm going to throw up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay. although 
I'm going to say I was very upset with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, no. for basically the duration of the final season because um, a character of the core group does not show up until like the goddamn finale. Oh, and every sucks. episode I was like, where is this person? And I was just very angry because what the shit? <laughs> like, Did any of the seasons take into account Endgame slash Infinity Wars? Or is this like a in between? <laughs> so like the first season, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of treading water. It's very like Monster of the Week until yeah. the events of, is it Winter Soldier with Hydra? No. I feel like it was... Whichever Captain America movie had the re- the Hydra reveal. Yeah. That one. Because they needed that to happen. that. Yeah. Yeah. They needed that to happen to directly affect S.H.I.E.L.D. That happens... one season lining up very well with the second Avengers? Maybe it was that one. Was that Hydra? What happened in the second no, Avengers movie? I'm I'm thinking the one where... Oh, my God. I'm totally blanking on everything. <laughs> the Metal Guys. Ultron. Ultron. I feel oh. like there was an episode that lined up very well with Ultron. Yeah. Yes. So the, I agree the episodes... that it did need to line up with that yes. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah. Because if you had not gone to see Winter Soldier opening weekend, the next Tuesday, you were spoiled. Because yeah. I did go see it opening weekend and then I just watched Agent. There should have been a warning, quite there honestly, been, because yeah. the reveal happens in the very next week. Um, but it was very lined up um, with Ultron. It was also lined up where, like, the episode starts with, like, the news reports of the helicarriers and, like, mm-hmm. someone being like, yeah, that's what I was working on. Um, there's also, after the events of Thor, the Dark World, the, okay. you see the team cleaning up the mess, right. basically. <laughs> right. At the beginning of an episode. Um, but then kind of after that first season and then the second season with Ultron, like, it kind of fizzled. There were some mentions here or there of okay. little things, but like the movies didn't really recognize the show. I kept waiting for because Colson yeah. Lives was the whole advertisement for the first exactly. season. Exactly. Yeah. Like you... I am still waiting for the Avengers to realize that Colson's still alive. Like it's been They're... Yeah. How many fucking It's been years. years. Yeah. Like because Sif Do they just... Lady Sif Lady Sif comes from uh, into an episode two she's actually in two episodes. And when she comes from the first one, she's like, What the hell? Thor told me you died, that Loki killed you. And he was like, yeah, yeah. turns out I'm not dead. <laughs> you know. But he asks her to not tell Thor because he wants to be the one to deliver the news. So that's how the movies can excuse it. But I have been waiting every movie for Coulson to appear to help. Tony Stark's dead. Like- <laughs> right. Like he, he is the one who was working on the helicarriers that saved the day in Ultron. Like, so anyway, the movies don't really recognize the show. And as time went on, the show would mention things from the movies, but there weren't yeah. like, like you didn't see them cleaning up things. But then at the end of Endgame, was it Endgame? Infinity War, which is the one that ends with people the snap. Infinity War. Infinity War. At the end of that one, there is a mention of things going on in New York, like the like Tony and like, you know, what was happening in New right. York on the ground, right, you know, before the snap. Um, but no one disappears. Like, no one fades okay. away. Like, we still have our whole team in, like, the red shirts, I guess, like, like, who I don't know their names. But, yeah. Theoretically, that you can get away with that. But, yeah, like, sure. I don't know. I know that there was an issue, and I feel like maybe Disney was partly to blame for this, like, that they wanted this whole universe and the TV shows to blend in and everything. And then it just, something happened know. that kept it from doing that. Because, like, the Netflix shows were also eventually supposed to also kind of tie into the movies right. somehow. And then it just didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but, like, the show did t- 
tie things in a lot at the beginning and then it kind of seemed to like sort of fizzle out or just be mentioned here or there about this thing and like because yeah i was really really waiting for that reveal of like them finding out colson's alive and i guess theoretically they can but like steve rogers is gone right uh Tony's dead. So what's it's the point like, now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point now? Because, because like, Captain Marvel um, didn't really care about him. Oh, yeah. Cap, yeah, I forgot. The, that so movie, she knew Coulson. But, like, yeah. Fury, Fury knew. He's yeah, why Yeah, but Coulson's Fury knows. Alive. Right, he knows. Yeah. But he never tells anyone. Yeah, so. I just, yeah. Maria That's... Hill also knows. Yeah, and she's in a couple of the, just, yeah. she's in a couple episodes <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Ugh. But yes, I I love I I know like I love that show, I love their certain like the show just goes like nuts in certain seasons and like I did I do I think I did do a rewatch this year. Um, there's definitely some uh, some tie in like in oh god what season was it? Season five. Basically, there's a season where there's kind of like an alternate universe or an alternate world that they kind of go into where people are different and some people don't know that they're in a different world. They just think this is how life is. Okay. And they pull in a lot of, like, a lot, like, um, one of the bad guys, like, uses that quote of, like, nevertheless, she persisted. Like, there's a lot of commentary where you can tell that uh, the creators of S.H.I.E.L.D. are are not for the current president (laughs) and his fucking supporter. So, oh, it's so good. Oh, there's another comment, too, where... Uh, but, but this was related to something that was happening in the show. Like, apparently there's Nazis again, and it's like, well. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. I mean, there are so, in the show, yeah. yeah, too. Yeah. So I really enjoy the show. I love, like, strong women kicking fucking ass. Yeah. Like, doing their thing. Not super excited about, like, there were two black male characters. Yes. One gets killed. Not super thrilled about that. That's when I stopped. That's when yeah. he got dusted, and I was yeah. like. I was like, we need to fix this. And then yeah. the dust floated away. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, that was the um, point. I was like, you know what? This is a mid-season break. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, I will always love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was <laughs> sad that it was ending and then angry because a said loved beloved character was not in most of the season. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I will have to do another 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 um, rewatch. Okay. Let me know when you do and I will do it with you. Sure. I'm gonna start from the beginning and listen to her podcast. <laughs> so I, that'll have to like. I will not do the podcast, but I will that's fine. watch. That's fine. We can always talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Any more shows? Yeah, um, I have Community, um, oh. which this will forever be my 2020 show. Um, I had started it at some point prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and couldn't really get into it in the first few episodes, and then. Um, wanted something that essentially wouldn't have heavy drama okay so community and i yeah mm-hmm. and, and and also knowing that whatever i watched likely would stay in 2020 so i was like community is perfect because i didn't want to ruin Shit's creek for myself i didn't want to ruin brooklyn 99 for myself i didn't want to ruin good place community i thought i tried 30 rock 30 rock was just that has not aged well at all mm. so yeah um Community. I did not watch it when it was on originally, mm-hmm. but I love Allison Brie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I love Donald Glover, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now <laughs> I super love. Oh, I, 
the guy who plays Abed. And I'm totally oh, blanking on the name. Oh, Daniel. Danny. Danny. Uh, He's in. Uh, is it? Is it Winter Soldier? No. He's, He's in, in one something. of the Captain America yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, and he does DuckTales now. And yes. <laughs> yes. Just love him so much. But yeah, I, I it ended up, I think I've watched Community three or four times all the way through because it became the show I would work mm-hmm. and 4.30 would come and I would put on Community as that break from my mindset of we mm-hmm. are no longer working. We are now at home. I like that. That's a good way to break it up. Yeah. And it just, I, I watched it straight through. Then I convinced Tim to watch it mm-hmm. and essentially watched it straight through with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, convinced Josh to watch it. Josh is still watching it. Convinced Laura to watch it. Apparently got a lot of friends that just hadn't watched this when it was yeah. on the air. And I have not watched it in months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I ever am going to be able to watch it again, mm. like straight through or anything yeah. like that. But it was everything that I needed during the pandemic. It is a overall very light show, very segmented drama, mm-hmm. um, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And some of the episodes I think are just the best directed mm-hmm. and developed just episodes of anything um and those are the ones that i tend to show people to be like you should watch this yes so yeah i love community i don't think i have finished the show though like i watched it when it was on i was i was down i was there for it and then when they got rid of the creator dan Harmon, for season four Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, I am not. I was not feeling season four. I tried it. I watched yeah. it. I watched some of the episodes as they aired, and then I was just like, "This feels like you're trying to be Dan Harmon, yes. and you're very clearly not, and you're trying way too hard." Um, so I might have finished season four. I don't remember. And then I did watch season five when that came back. I think on Yahoo TV or whatever it was. Yes. No, season six was on Yahoo TV. All right. I don't remember where five was, but okay. Season Maybe five I watched part is of that where then. someone leaves the show. Okay. I think I watched part of that because Dan Harmon came back and the yes. first episode of season five is called Repilot. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like they refer to the previous year at school as like there was a gas leak. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely saw some of it. Um, I cannot remember if I'm looking actually on Netflix to see if anything is jumping out at me. The last that's none of this like this stills from season six are not jumping out at me. So I no, by season six, there was uh, three people of the main cast had left. I didn't watch them. reasons. I definitely didn't watch them. Yeah. And so it is not bad, but it's mm-hmm. not community. Maybe I'll ask George if he wants to add that to our, yeah. our TV schedule at some point to eventually yeah. finish it. Because I've never seen the whole thing. Like I may turn it on again just yeah. because it is a comfort TV, essentially. Oh, yeah. So I watch. Um, and it doesn't make cl- me cry. Yeah. The claymation episode. Yes. I try to make it a point to watch it on, I think it's December 8th or December 9th. Whatever day gets mentioned in right. the show where today is December 8th. And then I all of oh, the Christmas musical episode. I watched that yes. probably three times th- this month. Yes. My love Painful for Alison Brie. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I have, I've had a crush on Alison Brie mm-hmm. for a very long time. 2020 really just amplified that even more. Yeah. She is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I do have another show. Okay. Um, which is related to a book, Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. There you go. <laughs> Uh, basically, the the category that I should just have added to my list of things that brought me joy as a person, it's Samin. I want to be best <laughs> friends with her. She's a delight. Um, the, I love that docuseries on Netflix. I had watched it before right. the, the 2020, but then I watched it again with George because I was like, you need to watch this. It's amazing. <sighs> just her love of food. And then I remember, I think Netflix added like a podcast or a, like some an interview with her mm-hmm. about the making of it. And I want to say that's where she said that they learned. Maybe it was her and the creator of the or the um, like the director maybe of the series. But someone was like, we learned very quickly that Samin cannot fake a reaction. So like every reaction that you ha- that you saw to her having a food was her genuine. I just oh, okay. tried this salt. I just tried this olive oil because she was not good at like recreating it for the camera. Good to know. <laughs> so that genuine love or that gen those reactions are genuine, and she just. She seems very genuine. Like she loves cooking. She loves learning about cooking, like different foods, different techniques, and that comes across in the docu series of her passion for it, and her passion for like helping others discover a passion for it, or at least a comfort with yeah. cooking. So, highly recommend the show in addition to the book. <laughs> it is on my list. I swear. I think I'm going to try to do it this week. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, I will jump down to speaking of cooking. Um, I Top Chef is <laughs> absolute comfort show. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Stephanie has started watching it this year. So I, yep. despite the fact that I definitely finished it at the end of 2019, you started and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it again. Why not? Yep. It's going to happen. And um, I just, I love it because there are some seasons where there very clearly is drama. Mm-hmm. And those are annoying. And some of them are very cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Are you in season nine at this point? Uh, was season eight All-Stars? Yes. We have not started season okay. nine. We finished All-Stars and we haven't uh, haven't gone on yet. Season nine, I tend to block out from my memory. Just Ooh, okay. It's, a, it's, it's the most drama since season two. And it is, I, in my mind, the oh, last, shit. like... There is a couple things after that that I think are high drama, but it is the, like, last really cringeworthy drama season. Mm, okay. Um, and what I really like about it, if you watch it on Hulu right now, they haven't added the second All-Star season in, which is what I was hoping if I rewatched it, like, eventually it would come up, and it still hasn't. Mm. Um, so I'm ready for that. Yeah. But it ends currently with the Kentucky season, season 16, and... There are definitely, you can tell, where they were, like, trying to make drama happen. Oh. And one of the contestants was like, we all agreed not to do this. Oh, like, yes. what you guys did crossed the line. Like, because there's, like, this booing or, or it's chanting or something. And she was like, this crossed the line for me. Like, we agreed as a season that we would all be a cohesive kind of thing. Wow. And, and then, so I, I really appreciate it mm-hmm. um, for just being a, a, about good food for the most part. And, yeah. and um, I've gained a lot of favorite uh, chefs from it. Mm-hmm. And I actually own the Top Chef cookbook. I need to make something from it. Um, and just like I recently went to Richard Blaze's old restaurant, mm. um, Flip Burger, 
and I was like working on a puzzle and commercial came on and I was like, that's Brooke's voice. It was another one of my favorite uh, contestants. And I don't know. It's just something like I think I've been watching it since season three aired originally, mm-hmm. um, which was 06, 07. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was my like. Everybody jokes about how when you get older, you watch all these cooking shows. And it's like, that's ridiculous. And then I started watching Top Chef. So I started Top Chef because of you and George. <laughs> and because I love cooking shows could just be on my list. In, in like all encompassing, like chopped, chopped sweets, which is a thing that I didn't know about until recently. Um, oh, I need to watch that now. It's fun because they get more time so they can actually bake things. <sighs> um, Great British is another cooking yes. show. But like. Top Chef was also on my list. Like, really, cook, all cooking shows are on my list. Um, but I've enjoyed that reality, like, silly, like, drama spiciness and then the competition of it. And, like, yeah. it's like every season has, like, someone who really likes the molecular gastronomy, like, yes. stuff. Like, <laughs> and nobody but, ever appreciates it. And right. But I don't honestly, love... the, the foam looks like spit. It does. Like, it looks like spit. I don't want spit on my food. I'd anyway, so <laughs> but I would agree with you. Top Chef is just definitely like it's so good. And like I love just the different challenges and ugh. I love seeing the plates that people are able to create, yeah. especially the like for the quick fires. It's like yes. you have like 20 minutes to put something out. And it, I, most of the time it looks great. It looks yeah. amazing. Like how, how, how? <laughs> I also just genuinely love like. It was kind of my introduction into fine dining in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. my, my parents are foodies. My, my mm-hmm. mom and stepdad are. Um, so I've definitely, like, been to fancier restaurants before I really had a palate for it. Um, but doing things like, like, there's Sarah of season three um, who has a Korean wing place in Brooklyn that is just... Occasionally I get an email that's like, hey, you haven't eaten here in a while. And I'm like, I know. I I can't. (laughs) And it is some of the best food I've ever had. And like Carla Hall opened a chicken place in New York, like shortly after I moved there that is now closed, uh, closed essentially the same year due to location and fire and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff. But like put these names. I mean, like you can get they've got the guest host and everything, but like, I fall in love with these contestants, and I'm yes. like, yes, I'm going to go find your restaurant. There's several mm-hmm. that have come from Atlanta that are on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carla it's Hall just, is a treasure. Oh, my God, yes. Did you did you watch Ugly Delicious? I've watched some of it, yes. Okay. Yes. I just, yeah. everything about her, and then, yeah, the All-Star season is definitely my favorite because mm-hmm. you get all these characters that have done it season before, and so they are very much okay with themselves or like I don't want to say in their element because that makes it feel like they're all smoochy and everything but Mm they've like they've done this before so they're like calmer yeah and you get to really get their personalities and things yes and like I follow Tiffany on Instagram and I want to get down to Texas (gasps) because her chicken looks so good Oh, everything she makes looks so good. I gotta, I'm gonna have to look her up after to find her on Instagram. And yeah, you haven't met Brooke yet, but Brooke's the best, and Melissa, and just several other people. It just is so, so cool. So yeah, in in some ways for me, like it, it's been a resolution in the past where I'm like, I want to go and try all of these Top Chef restaurants yeah. and things, and um. 
for my birthday, I was going to do one, and then the pandemic happened. I'm so, oh so no! So like, yeah, I am very much a foodie, um, and it just feeds into that. But yeah, you can add on nailed it and yeah, um, oh nailed it. The sweet shows <sighs> and just any kind of baking show, I will essentially. I even love Guy's Grocery. Um, mm, store. I've watched that show. a few times. Yeah, like Richard Blaze and Antonia both um, come on and are guests. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say host, and that's um, judges. Judges, thank you. Yeah. And so, like, I've also remember seeing Antonia on. Um, oh God, it was that show, Alton's show with like the briefcase, Cutthroat Kitchen. Yes, Cutthroat yeah. Kitchen. Yes. With like the surprise crap, you know, like yeah. obstacles basically in his briefcase. Like um, when we were in Vegas, um, I think it was the night before we were going to leave or it was a late night or something like we were mm-hmm. just you know, we're a family of introverts and we can't go out partying every night. Yeah. And um, there was nothing on TV. So I just put it on the food channel because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And yes. my family was like, yes. what? what are you doing? And then my mother's like getting really into it because I think it was guys groceries and just like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe it. I just like yes, this is it's... this is. This is the cooking show vibe. <laughs> I don't know if I'll become an HGTV watcher. No, I feel I like won't. me. I feel like this is my HG. Yes. The food. The Food Network is my HGTV. The way my mom watches HGTV. Yes. Um, my sister's gotten into the HGTV stuff. I was yeah. talking about something, and I was like, "That sounds great. Let me tell you about yeah. my cooking shows." I've watched a couple things, and it's like maybe if I was a homeowner, that maybe it had too. like projects, maybe. Yeah. But like, I I have a kitchen. Everywhere I rent is gonna have a kitchen. I can cook. Yeah. So, exactly same. Like, I actually I got. Oh god! Can't modify much here. Right. Like I, I guess I could watch like a decorating, like yeah. if I wanted to, but I don't. <laughs> None of it sounds great. Do you remember? Um, let's see. Rick Moonen on Top Chef. He'd come on as a guest ju- guest judge, yeah. and he would give people this book. Fish. Yeah. It's yellow. I got that for George for Christmas. Oh my gosh! He's very excited about it. He made something from it last night. It was okay. the butter basted salmon with tea, and the recipe calls for a tea he didn't have. And the 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 um, uh, the author talks about how he likes it because the chef talks about how he likes it because it gives it like a smoky flavor. Uh-huh. So George decided to use Earl Grey because he thought the citrusy would be nice with the salmon. It came out so fucking good. <laughs> like he was so nervous, but I was because it's like he hasn't done salmon that style, like the butter basted, like how you know, like they're yeah. basting it with butter on the stovetop. Um, how you see on Top Chef all the time. It came out so good. Oh, my oh. God. There's And I really like when I – because I bought this book for him. I put I, – it came in the box. I checked to make sure it was right. I put it in the closet. I didn't look through it. So when I was looking through it with him, different recipes will say different substitutes in case you can't get that type of fish or if you don't want that oh, type of fish. Smart. Other fish that will work. Yes. And then there's also stuff about lobster. Okay. So you know how on Top Chef they will – and Chopped and stuff, they'll basically just cut the lobster in half. Yeah. Bef- you know, before, bo- like, which, I, Chop. It, yeah. Like, I will throw these things in a pot, but the idea of, like, decapitating one is like, yes. oh boy. Um, but talks about how to do that. There's, like, with pictures and, like, pictures of how to take apart an entire fish, which I find incredibly intimidating. I would not know what to do if you gave me a whole fish. Yeah. But now there's this book. So I'm adding there. this to my list because, like, one of the things that I need to do, like, I, mm-hmm. I do need to get better about my eating habits and mm-hmm. things like that. And like, I know if I dive in and like cook more, whatever, 
mm-hmm. that would be better. But yeah, this is definitely one that needs to be on my list because I really yes. love seafood and um, it is definitely a lighter protein than like steak or beef. So yeah, he's got a, rec- a recommendation or a recipe for roast tuna, mm. like roasting tuna. Yeah, I love tuna so much. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at making tuna, and I'm very proud of myself. And I think it also helps that I have a gas stove. Yes, I will say, yes. He's got electric. so Because um, tuna steaks are my specialty. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever go on a date with me, um, my <laughs> the meal I make, like, you know, trying to impress someone is tuna steaks mm. with these Brussels sprouts, and I make my own mm-hmm. homemade uh, honey mustard sauce to go oh, on mm-hmm. it and some, you know, yeah, I got a whole to do and I'm very good at seared rare tuna steaks. All right. I'm a coming bit... down for a day after co- <laughs> after COVID. <laughs> a little bit harder with an electric stove. But yeah. yeah. Um, but I still can make it because I like trying different spices, blends and mm-hmm. things and stuff on it. And yeah. yeah, I love making sauces and I need to clean my kitchen and just start making a mm-hmm. list of things. <sighs> So it's not, it's not, I don't really even know what category I would put this under. Okay. It's YouTube. Okay. <laughs> so I just, well, I knew about the fitness marshal. Do you know about the fitness marshal? No. Okay. The fitness marshal, I knew about him back when I lived in Connecticut and I've recently gotten back into doing his workouts. So okay. he's basically like a pop star fitness instructor. So if you, I'm, I'll send you some stuff, but like. Please do. Yes. It's so fun. Like basically, each song, like he takes pop songs and does you have choreography work. This. Okay, yes. yes, okay, choreography workouts to it. Yes. Um, I his um he has usually has a couple backup booties as he calls as they're called yeah. the backup booties. So he they've also started the booty army. Okay, where it's like fifteen bucks a month, I think, to get like weekly sweat sessions with them where they do it live and then it stays on a playlist for members that never okay. expire. And then they also do strength sessions and stuff like that, too, instead of just choreo. But it's been it's a lot of fun. I really yeah. look forward to my little dance concert workouts. <laughs> so I like that. That and then also this is like a different category, but Mains by Mel on YouTube. OK. My sister told me about her. She's a she's a legit hair. Like she's a professional hairstylist mm-hmm. um, with curly hair. I think my curl I have like the curl pattern that she does, but then okay. the thickness of hair of her sister. Um, but my sister used one of her videos and another video to like trim her own hair. And I was like, I can't do that. I have too much hair. It'll be a mess. And then, you know, quarantine, lockdown, COVID. (laughs) Plus I hadn't gotten a haircut in a very long time before lockdown. Right. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it at worst case scenario. Who's going to see it? (laughs) I just tie it up. So I did it. George helped me with, especially with the back, but like, it came out so good. And I've been following, like, watching all of her videos. I'd like to figure out how to use the damn Denman brush, which is something that a lot of curly-haired people swear by. And I was just like, this isn't doing shit. And it's because I wasn't yeah. using it right. <laughs> so it's a user error. But now I know how to use it because of Mel. Um, diffusing, like, she has a hover method where you, like, dry it before you actually start scrunching with your diffuser. Like, mm-hmm. she's just been great for my hair, basically. That's awesome. So, fun YouTubers. Yeah, I wish, like, my goal for 2021, like, I have my one big resolution. And then um, I have smaller things where it's like, if I accomplish this, cool. My my big resolution is that I want to find a work-life balance because mm-hmm. I, I really struggle with that, especially with working from home. Yes. Um, and it, it causes my anxiety to spike quite a bit. Um, but I feel like there are hair care videos and then there are mm-hmm. hair care videos for curly hair, mm-hmm. which, like, 
I'm all for because I my sister has curly hair and I am like remember her growing up and like how much she has like straightened her hair into oblivion because like mm-hmm. it wasn't something that if nobody knew like if you didn't yeah. have it you didn't know right and so from that perspective I'm like yeah I am all for this revolution I have wavy hair I do not have curly hair like it does not mm-hmm. I try it definitely has I like I have gorgeous body to my hair mm-hmm. um I sent a joke picture around of my hair after I took it out of a ponytail recently where it looks like the bad guy from The Incredibles. <laughs> and my friend was like, do you understand, like, how much body and thickness and, like... Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is why I'm single. And she's like, your hair is fucking beautiful. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, like, I just... I want to find these tips and tricks and things that I can use to bring out my natural wave. Because, like, it's definitely not curly. But I... I- I think she has like if I leave it alone, stuff. it freezes. It frizzes. So yeah, if she does, cool. She I am does. down to try and figure out because like, yeah, I just want to find a way to let my hair. I have done. There's like a, a kind of let your hair dry loosely kind of thing that I like doing, but it mm-hmm. is still geared more towards curly wavy or wavy to curly like a stronger wave than i have um but i i I like it because it still gives my hair body and and helps it dry and everything but yeah i just want to find a way to get my hair to look good i don't want to try to cut it like fucking hell yeah my hair can just grow i don't care right now (laughs) um i know she has she has a couple specifically for wavy hair that I just okay. sent you. No, I have not watched them. That's fine. But if you like but, her, I will take. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Watch She's them. also ridiculous and fun. She's just okay. a vibrant personality. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually throw TikTok here and talk hmm. about a few more things like from TikTok that I've really, really appreciated. Because um, you talked YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there are some curly hair people that I actually follow on TikTok that I think are really great. Um, in most TikTok you can also find on Instagram now. They're called Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's also great boudoir photo advice things, like how to take pictures. Because, you know, pandemics, quarantine, some long-distance stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. you're not able to get together. Maybe you're not quarantined together or whatever. Like, great ideas for pictures and things. <laughs> um Twilight is having a renaissance, which... Oh, my God. I will <laughs> talk about that more in a little bit. But, like, I'm really enjoying, like, the Twilight memes and videos that are coming up and all of that. And then there's a guy who um, basically teaches me about the DC universe um, through a lot of joke videos. And what I really, truly appreciate about him is that he had one recently where I can't remember what the question was, but he was like, if you're a fan because you've been reading comics for a long time, that's great. You're valid. If you just watch the movies, that's great. You're valid. If you just watch the TV shows, great. You're valid. And I was like, and it didn't feel condescending at all. Like it was literally like a, you're still a true fan. I'm going to explain to you how these things are slightly different. Like this, whatever the question was. And um, yeah, I just, I, I appreciate just the different people creating ridiculous commentary. TikTok videos at the most are a minute and 
there are people doing short horror stories or there are people that are doing um criminal minds fanfic and <laughs> marvel fanfic and supernatural fanfic and um tiktok like the things you like and you comment on it starts to base your algorithms and what you see around that and so i i don't know i just i understand i mean i heard about it all throughout christmas china's stealing your data whatever russia's stealing it everywhere else oh, like God. we can get into that if you really want but yeah. um i just have really appreciated the different kinds of people out there creating on there and yeah it's been it's been good <laughs> nice yeah have yet to join but we'll get may you have to yeah it's yeah, i feel like it's gonna happen at some point <laughs> i realized from my list that i forgot a show oh what show and it's because i didn't write the name of the show i wrote baby yoda instead of the mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> okay but I did really enjoy watching The Mandalorian because I didn't watch it. Um, I watched the whole thing this year. Like, I watched season one this year and then watched season two. Um, I need to go back and I watch um, the season one, like, making of that yeah. they did. Because I watched the one for season two and I was like, this is amazing. Like, the amount of detail and work that goes into this. The creativity is just insane. But I just love the story. Love the little baby Yoda mando dad relationship <laughs> and uh ming na wen is in it like agent may from agent shield watch it oh I really it's i highly recommend i recently pulled out a puzzle so i hopefully i like because i'm like i don't like shows that i have to sit and watch but if i've got a puzzle out like this this would be fine to turn on yeah so and i love john favreau like yeah. So much. I don't know why. Like, I've watched one episode or two, but it's I've just never been in the right mindset to sit down and start the show, even though everything about it. Yeah. I love. There's also, I forgot, he has, um, oh, God, John Favreau has that cooking show, Chef Something. Yes, because he had the movie Chef, which is yes. very, very good. If you want to follow him with the seen. grilled cheese, that opening yeah. credit scene is just... Okay. That's on the list, and then his show is on the list yes. as well to add into my entire rotation. He of food will show shows. up on an episode of Top Chef. Ah, so does yay. Anthony Mackie actually, just kind of diving yay. into the Disney Marvel. <laughs> and so does uh, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Oh, when they were wow. married. So, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's all these stars to look forward to. Nice. What you got next? Um, let's see, podcasts. Okay. Um, so partly th like this is one of them. Like ours is one. Cause it just like, was like, okay, I have something to do. Like I've got like something Aww. to like focus on, like other than just like sitting around doing nothing. Yes. So our podcast is definitely number one. <laughs> that was going to make me cry. That's so true though. <laughs> yeah. It's been great to talk to you. Like, yeah, I, I do feel like in some ways we've gotten closer this year. Yeah. <sighs> Try not to get emotional. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been good to have something on the schedule for sure. Yes, definitely. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. And our challenge, like, yeah. again, I know what this year was, but it has helped me branch out into reading different things. Yeah, definitely. And if we didn't have it, if we didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't have read. I don't, yeah. like, I, I don't, I think I would have just stopped yeah. reading altogether. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know there were definitely some weeks where we said we were going to read for the podcast and didn't. Yeah. But that's fine. We did get some reading done because exactly. we did read for the podcast. Yeah. So. yeah. And that push is sometimes necessary. So Yeah. Do you have any podcasts? <laughs> I do. Um, book related, I have been listening to Into the Twilight, um, which is two friends talking. Of, they do a they do all three Twilights. Well, they're now four Twilight. No, sorry. They're now five Twilights. So they did the first four Twilights, two chapters at a time. This started in 2015, if I'm remembering correctly, because I do think the election happened during it. Hmm. And okay, Twilight is hell problematic and has so many issues. And I can tell you all the bad things about Twilight. But Twilight has a weird special place in my heart. And I'm not sure if I talked about this on the podcast, but if I have, I'm sorry. Um, when I had my car accident 12 years ago, the only book I had on me was Twilight's. And I had read the entire series. And there's something about it that is so simpler times feel that I just, when things get really, really bad, I want to read Twilight because why the fuck not? <laughs> it's not like, like Harry Potter, I think it's too long. Um, Hunger Games is too, too deep, too, too torturous. Mm, um, yeah. And also Harry Potter, once I started, I'm going to want to finish it. Twilight, I got through the first three and I was like, mm, I'm good. I don't really need to read the fourth one. I'm good. <laughs> and I think part of it is because I found this podcast and really enjoyed listening to their analysis of the books. And now they are doing the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I think I'm in book three of that. And the great thing is they have no idea what the Fifty Shades of Grey series is about. And I guess when they started it, the third movie was coming out and there are guns or something in it. And so a lot of the episodes are just them being like, when do the guns show up? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just in a way, it's like comfort food and junk food for my mind, I guess. And even when things are kind of shitty cuz again the election happens during it and yeah. it is very clear that they're going through some things at different times it is still a very positive and upbeat podcast mhm mm um and there are over 200 episodes i just it's a lot like they have been going strong since 2015 week by week so wow. yeah and to the point like they were talking about it i actually rented the first 50 shades of gray movie oh my god Paid three bucks for this, three or four bucks for this. Sat down, turned it on. Got through the first sex scene. Was like, okay. Second sex scene happened. I'm going to fast forward. <laughs> Watch it. Oh, we got another sex scene. Okay, I'm going to fast forward. This is boring. It's just boring. And what's stupid is I love Jamie Dornan. I mm -hmm. love Dakota Johnson. Mm -hmm. His movies are boring as hell. Oh, did you see the high note? No. It was supposed to come out in theaters this year. It's, it's Dakota and Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay. Tracy Ellis Ross is a singer. Dakota Johnson plays her assistant, um, who and she wants to be a producer, music producer. Um, it's, I think, 
for my birthday weekend, George planned us a, a movie night the Friday night, and it was that movie that he rented because, like, we okay. wanted to see it, and then, you know, everything yeah. happened, and we didn't. Um, so he rented that, had popcorn and snacks. It was really good, and okay. the music was really good. Like, I've been listening to the soundtrack, so. <laughs> I'm going to have to give that a shot because I, I really do, like, I can't remember what I watched with her after it because I love Jamie Dornan prior. He was in Once Upon a Time, fell in love with him then, mm-hmm. and then he plays a serial killer in some show with Jillian Anderson. So, yeah. love him. But... Dakota Johnson, I was like, oh, bud, what? And then I watched something else with her, and it was like, oh, okay, it, it truly was just the shit writing. Mm. Like, she's actually quite talented. And yeah. um, but then Suspiria came out, and I'm like, fucking, don't know how anybody can talk about her being a bad actress after mm. you've seen that movie, because that movie's fucking phenomenal, and I will never watch it again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just, the, essentially, it's two people taking what I love as junk food and my comfort place and extending it out for me so that's kind of like if i'm listening to a podcast that's what i've been listening to nice um i do have another podcast yeah give it to me that is also samine related yes (laughs) again everything's coming back samine (laughs) it is her podcast uh home cooking which she started with her co-host Rishi Herway, I believe is his last name. Okay. Um, they started it during quarantine. It was the idea we're all home cooking. What are we making? And people could write in or send in a voice memo with the questions. What's it called? It was home cooking. Okay. Um, it started in March, and it was a four-part series. And then they came back, and then they came back again. Although they did release their final episode. Uh, last two weeks ago and they okay. had it so it ended up being instead of a four-part series as was originally announced it was 14 episodes I love that it's so good like ugh, like Rishi with it um first Samin with her like just very approachable the, the passion for food like answering questions wanting people to respond and let let her know how it turned out um rishi has his puns that he makes and he's got some good food (laughs) suggestions too like they have people come on and talk with them it's just it's so good and that like it's like you know that meme of it's a person sitting eating something and they're looking at like like a picture of people talking and it's like me listening to podcasts as if i'm like talking with my friends that's me listening to that podcast i love it oh guys (laughs) (laughs) cheers yeah so i finished it i was devastated when I learned that this is actually no legit their oh. final episode. Um, so uh, I was like, I told George, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to do a re-listen and then make something from each yeah. episode. Like either something she suggests, something he suggests, something they talk about. So he wanted to listen to. So he was like, yeah, let's, let's listen to it and we'll, we'll pick something to make. So we just That's listened cool. to the first episode this morning. Very yeah. cool. I'm going yeah. to definitely put that one in. Um, yes. And I'm, totally gonna buy myself as a little treat myself they have some merch oh cool they have a home cooking sweater that i need to get and a home cooking fridge magnet that i need to get so i'm about to like go do that (laughs) um the other thing that i've kind of digested this year um more so than in the past um is audio dramas Mm mm-hmm Mostly because um, I started wanting, started writing my own and, and working on creating some and kind of getting into that um, group of people and, and meeting and making friends and things like that. Um, and the one in particular, Less is Morgue, 
I believe started this year or late last year, um, which is about a ghoul and a ghost living in a basement. And it's 15, 20 minute episodes. They're very light, fun, just silliness. They live in Florida. So it gets a little ridiculous with the Florida stuff. Um, but yeah, just like any kind of audio drama that you can imagine is out there. Like there's horror stuff, there's comedy stuff, there's improv stuff, there's, you know, very scripted stuff and there's stuff that's very high quality, stuff that's very low quality and everything in between. And, um, actually started auditioning and cause I wanted to learn more and more about them so that when I go to create my own, which is hopefully what 2021 is going to have, fingers crossed, um, I understand the entire process. So, Hmm. yeah. Um, The Way We Haunt. Speaking of, like, buying merch, I have The Way We Haunt now, um, which I had a small part in. I have a sweater of theirs. And um, I have become really good friends with a guy who is based out of Griffin, Georgia, and does a ton of audio shows, and am working with him on a new series, and so yeah, just ways to escape, again. Nice. Always great, and it doesn't always have to cost you money to digest. True. <laughs> Yay, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I had a couple other podcasts. Do you Give have other... You're oh. good. I'll uh, come up with something, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm trying to remember how I discovered the, I don't remember how I learned about these, but my 90s playlist oh. is a podcast uh, that I was, I can't, oh, the episodes are all archived. Okay. There's nine episodes. <laughs> okay. So I know the one of the hosts, Tracy Clayton, she co-hosted um, another round, which was a BuzzFeed podcast that she did. It was Tracy in heaven and it was so good. They just, it, it, oh God, I was so sad when another round ended. Um, so I was like, oh, Tracy's doing another podcast. Let me listen to this one. So it's her and Okoto Afori talking about 90s songs that we loved. And to give you an idea, let me show the archive. So different genres. So we got No Scrubs by TLC. Nice. My, my Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Live in La Vida Loca. Got some Backstreet Boys, Mariah Carey, Outkast. Like, they just run the gamut. So they play a little bit of the music, too. They have people come on and talk with them. Um, they will often have... Um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He comes on, and it's like a, like a quiz between the two of them, like a trivia quiz for, for the two of them. And Tracy is very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so that was just definitely a nostalgia... Oh, the 90s. Simpler <laughs> times. Lo- still love the music from the 90s. So Same. that was a, a podcast that I definitely was really... Because I found it after the nine episodes had already come out. And then I was like, oh, damn. My season two. <laughs> so, Minds at York, we had some like really great guest hosts this year. Um, one of which is Adel Rafai um, from... The Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle, uh, he came on and talked in Animorphs books with us. And um, also, like, recently was talking about a podcast that he was on that he loves called um, Here's the Situation Podcast. And first of all, this guy is just freaking hilarious in everything he does. <laughs> and also one of the nicest people that I've ever, like, met 
in any capacity um, that I was like so fucking nervous about. And then <laughs> was offering a five minute recording of anything that you wanted if you went and dropped a review for this podcast that he was promoting. And so my co-host did this and asked for a five-minute fanfic on Grimace from McDonald's. (laughs) And it is the most disturbing, raunchiest, inappropriate thing I've heard in my life. (laughs) The term fry daddy. Oh, no. (laughs) Your face. no. (laughs) From like amused abuse. Nope, nope. Not a fan (laughs) of that at all. It is in our Discord for for Minds at Yerk. Um, It's 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 longer than five minutes, and it is. I've listened to it twice. But anyways, yes, out of five. Like, <laughs> oh my! It's, it's just been really cool. Like, especially these like podcast hosts aren't necessarily celebrities in the same way that like movie stars and that in Hollywood, but they mean a lot to you know people who listen to podcasts and so it was really really cool and yeah just an extra shout out to him nice for (laughs) ruining mcdonald's for me (laughs) (sighs) um my last podcast is another tracy clayton okay uh production Uh, it's her and josh gwen they do back issue and they take a look at like formative moments in pop culture and like dive into it and i love the episode titles because they all start with remember when or remember remember is the is the keyword like let's see remember how messy top model was and they have a guest come on and it's jay manuel oh nice yes um, let's see. There's also, um, remember how glorious black TV was in the nineties and they have TC Carson from living single come on. I know. Uh, let's see. Someone did tell us or told me, or I don't know. I had a conversation with someone as to like mm-hmm. why black TV was so big in the nineties and then disappeared. Yeah. And I cannot yeah. remember if you were that person that told me this, like, please like record it so we can add it somewhere. I don't know if it was me, but it was. And you can listen to that episode <laughs> in particular because, like, we had so much. Yes. Like, we had so much. And now it's like, what do we have? And then it's like, what we have, like, we have to like it. it that's something that actually Tracy, like, talks about. I was like, I feel like I have to like this stuff, like, yeah. because I'm limited in choices. Whereas if you didn't like Living Single, you could go watch, like, Family Matters. If you didn't like Family Matters, then sister, you had sister. Moesha. Like, Moesha. yeah, sister, sister. Exactly. Smart guy. There was so mm-hmm. much. Oh, smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. But Back Issue has been, and then I, so Back Issue ended its season on December 7th. And I found it, like, shortly, I think, before, but I didn't get to, like, I, like, new episodes were adding, were being added as I had discovered it. So I was like, oh, it's fine. And then I was like, oh, end of the season. <laughs> but they have some really great guests. Fifi Dobson, I don't know if you, like, Fifi Dobson, she was the a singer. Familiar. Take me away. So the the title of okay. that episode was where is it? Remember all that teen angst. <laughs> Amazing. Um, she's 
a young black woman, great singer. And like, they didn't seem to know what to do with her because she didn't want to be like the next Britney Spears. Right. Like she was very like rock star, angsty Lenny Kravitz. Like, so like that's who I think of when I think yeah. of Phoebe Dobson. So she comes on and talks to them. Like they got some great guests on here. Sherry that's Shepard so cool. comes on at one point. Oh, okay. My favorite episode, I would have to say. Or the most influential episode of Black Issue for me was, remember how they tried Mariah Carey in Glitter? Yes. So, Josh Quinn loves Glitter. He genuinely loves the movie. Loves the soundtrack. Thinks the movie is not as bad as people said it was and that people are just really hating. So Tracy had not watched it. She watches it and she's like, you know what? I didn't hate it. And I was, they, they start talking about it and like... I don't, I think, I can't remember if it came, I think it came out on 9-11 or like right around. So like, oh, yeah, it was very early. It didn't, yeah, it didn't really have a chance. And like, I also, I watched it, mm-hmm. watched it my birthday weekend. And I was like, you know, I don't know why they came from, because everyone made it sound like Mariah Carey was the worst actress in the world. Yeah. <laughs> watched it and I was like, she wasn't that bad. Now, I don't go into a movie where a singer is the star thinking it's going to be like Oscar worthy, whatever, like a right. great, such an amazing performance, but it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. She was fine. She was good. Like she was fine. Yeah. Like for a few years, it was considered like the worst movie. I don't think I've ever and seen it, but I did. I, you did text me. and was like, Hey, I did be- because Padma Lakshmi, isn't yes. it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> That was a delightful surprise. So, yes, I recommend Glitter with Josh Gwynn, if not for anything, but to either confirm for yourself if you think it's the worst thing ever, because maybe some people do. I just don't. It was fine. I'd watch it again. Soundtrack, I'm going to listen to that soundtrack again. No, I'm going to have to. You you have great podcast recommendations. I got to get back into podcasts. I just really stopped listening this year. I, I did too, to be honest. Like, I have my, the ones that I subscribe to, and then I haven't really listened to them, and, you know. <laughs> the last few weeks, um, especially, like, so towards the beginning of the year, um, Tim and I really did this where it would be like, there weren't any rules or anything, but we kind of got to the point where, like, he'd pick an audiobook, I'd pick an audiobook, and we kind of bounced back and forth, and then it stopped. Um, mm-hmm. And then recently, it picked back up, and I'm trying to remember which book it was. Oh, it was Earthcore. Not Earthcore. I was Earthcore. gonna say Mount, Mount Fitzroy. Fitzroy. <laughs> Mount Fitzroy did it, and then, and it's not like we sit down and have long conversations, but it's usually just like we read it and finish it, and occasionally, like Mount Fitzroy, we did sit down and talk about at different mm-hmm. times. Um, and I thought Ready Player Two was going to be on that list, but we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, Dead Mountain—that's what it was. Mm. Um, which is a nonfiction book about this event that happened in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um that like kind of has supernatural feels and things like that so i was like hey i'm about to read this do you want to read this with me and he was like yeah sure and then we just did mexican gothic which we both Mm -hmm. fucking loved um and he just started black star renegades which i started shit actually because i finished mexican gothic first and didn't think he'd particularly care for lindy west um and so i am trying to finish that so i can start black uh black star renegades but yeah it's like Instead of podcasts, I've gotten back more into audiobooks, which is nice to have someone to kind of bounce back and forth with on that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, Dash and Lily. I got to finish Dash and Lily. I guess the third one. So, yeah. I'll get back into podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, that was my other podcast. Do you have anything else? No. Um, Oh, 
If you've got music, I got one song I can shout out. Oh, I do have music. Go ahead. You okay? Um, Dua Lipa's album Future Nostalgia. Okay. Just love the whole thing, the whole thing. And actually, that kind of ties back to the Fitness Marshall because they did workout song dances to almost it feels like almost every song on the album <laughs> nice <laughs> it's, it's so okay maybe like five or six but it's a lot and it's so it's just i love it there's the first song that what pulled me in was physical um i think did i i think did i find it because of the fitness marshal might have been and then i know george listens listened to it was like i really think you like the album maybe that's why i started listening to it and then because physical has a very like 80s vibe to it kind of like olivia newton john's let's get physical and mm-hmm. then also let's generalize about men from crazy ex-girlfriend yes yeah okay so that pulled me into this. listening yes yes highly recommend and then the whole album i really like um i do actually have an album because i forgot this movie came out this year but the birds of prey album um oh the harley quinn oh, album came out this year yeah Jesus totally just, so it was like really quick looking at the songs that i've added recently to my mm-hmm. spotify and, um, yeah, Sway With Me from Birds of Praise specifically, like, it is one of my 2020 favorite songs. Um, mm-hmm. But that album is so good. It's all women. It is. it is all bops. It is just, I mean, that movie is also really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you want something like a collection, I highly recommend. Nice. Did you get into the Taylor Swift stuff? I did not. <laughs> I've never been a big Taylor Swift That's fan. Fair. But then there was one song that George had on this playlist, uh, Lover. Okay. That I listened to, like, because he just had a random playlist. And I listened to it. I was like, who is this? It's like, I like this. And he was like, mm, you're not going to like who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. I really like this song. <laughs> she put out, so she put out her second album recently. Yes. And, um... Oh my god. Oh yeah. Nobody No Crime hmm. is my favorite song from it. I like a few of the songs from the new one, but it is her um what I like to call country music crime song, like murder okay. song. Where, you know, there's like a story and then someone dies and it's like mm-hmm. I, it it just like that's a sort of very nineties feel for me where it was like a story and a song kind of thing, but there's yeah. always like a mystery or whatever and yeah, that <laughs> that is her murder mystery country song, and I loved it so much. Nice. And I just walk around singing it frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, so good. Anything else you want to add? No, that's I, that is media that I've loved. Yes, I think it's good to like take stock especially this year to yes. take stock of things that you did enjoy doing listening to watching uh, hobbying whatever yeah. it's i think it's good this year in particular to really take stock of the things that you were able to enjoy in 2020 so i'm glad that we did this yeah and and to also remind people um one of my favorite tweets it's kind of going around right now says like you're going to see a lot of people who had accomplishments in 2020 Mm-hmm. And like the things that they did and everything. And if you only accomplish surviving to the end of 2020, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That it. shit took effort this year. Yes. It really took fucking effort this year. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's been a time. Yes. And yeah. as the world goes back to normal, please remember the media you consumed that, if you're honest with yourself, potentially kept you alive in some ways. 
I mean, it did for me at least. And if you've got some money, throw it their way. Yeah. You know, especially indie stuff. Yeah. Um, or buy merch or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just whatever Home cooking sweater and magnet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't really know how much of it went to her, but Dua Lipa had a virtual concert yeah. the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I got an email from Spotify. It was like, hey, because you're one of her top listeners. And I was like, yeah, I've been playing this out because I haven't listened to any of her other. I think she had one album before this. I haven't listened to any of that. <laughs> but um, like, oh, you might like this. So we did watch that. That's that was cool. a lot of fun. It was, you know. Yeah. I've done a, a little bit of virtual live show things yeah. and, you know, throwing some money where, where I can. Um, yeah but yeah yeah that's part of why i signed up for like the booty army for the fitness marshal yeah. like a little support there and then also because i was like yeah i'll do i honestly haven't done that many. i haven't done any of the live sweat sessions but i've done them like yeah. you know after the fact so and you do also get access to some songs like some videos before they get released oh, that's publicly really cool. so that's fun yeah. yeah i think love shack was the one i got there was one that i like added to a playlist of mine that i've created essentially yeah for workouts um, that I had access to before the public did. Yeah, I think my Patreon um, monthly pullout went from like $8 to like 30 something. So, mm. like, I understand money's tight. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to guilt anybody into it. And, like, the best thing you can do for a podcast, is like, and the freest thing is to leave a review. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Leave just... a review, suggest it to friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2020 is almost done. We, we did it. Yep. We did it. And now do you want to talk about what we're doing for 2021? Heck yes, I do. (laughs) So 2021 we've decided, so book riot has their 2021 read harder challenge. Um, similar to like the challenge we do just trying to like expand your library essentially and the Mm -hmm. things that you discover. Uh, so we've decided that that's going to be our 2021 is we're going to do the 2021 read harder challenge from book from book riot yeah yeah and i'm very excited um examples from the challenge are like read a book you've been intimidated to read read a fanfic read a fat positive romance read a food memoir by an author of color um the other thing that i love is that they are they are adding suggestions for each challenge. Yes. Like if you're having a hard time, they're gonna have like five or six books or so that they can recommend that would fit the challenge. Yeah, um, we like creating our own stuff, but especially with 2020, like creating it, coming up with ideas, and just constantly feeling like our brain was fried. This mm-hmm. is going to have a backing, so like, um, you know, we can follow people on social media and get other ideas. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, for things like that and just it it it's gonna make it a lot easier for us from just the standpoint of we don't have to dig necessarily to find uh, if we have an idea that fits in it cool if not we've got suggestions and we're very excited about that yeah um, definitely I think we're gonna do the list in order I don't know if we've actually talked about yeah. that but we basically yeah, we did that's what we started <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, we're going to do their list in order. Um, do we want to say what we've picked for the first two? Yeah, so we're going to try to be a little bit better about, because everything is kind of built in in some ways, like mm-hmm. giving a little bit more advanced notice on what we're doing, um, especially on our uh, network Discord. Uh, so yeah, what are we reading for January? 
So for January, the first challenge, read a book you've been intimidated to read. Um, we've decided to go with, it's one that was actually recommended by Book Riot. Uh, we're going with Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishi- Ishiguro. Sounds I might be saying me. that wrong. I will work on that <laughs> we will, before the next we episode. Will out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what pulled me into this one was that the the little summary of it from Book Riot says that there's a reason that it's often featured in the saddest books of all time <laughs> list. And I was like, oh dear. <laughs> so um, that was not that would not be something that I would readily be like, oh yeah, I really want to read one of the saddest books of all time. Yeah. So understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. Um, let's see. Basically, that one, it's set in near future England, where it focuses on Kathy as she recollects her life in a mysterious boarding school called Halisham. Um, as she grows over, older, she discovers the startling purpose of Halisham and the implications that it has for herself and her friends. It's the summary from Book Riot. So definitely intrigued by that. And in true fashion of our podcast, it has a movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, always a movie or show yes. um, that goes along with the things that we do, <laughs> it seems. I'm all for that. Yes. And then the second book for January, the challenge is read a nonfiction book about anti-racism. We've gone with Eloquent Rage, a black feminist discovers her superpower by Brittany Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've actually started, but I did not finish. So I think I'm just going to restart it because I have it on audiobook. So I'm actually just going to restart it. Yeah, I think I have it both audiobook and an ebook, so it'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very excited about both of these. I own both of these, so it was mm-hmm. like, and I've not read either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I am very curious about Never Let Me Go. Um, I get it confused with another book that came out of it at the same time that I think is Vampires, and I'm going to have to figure out which book that is that I get confused with, because this is not the vampire book. <laughs> But I will figure out which one that is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, really excited about this challenge. Um, like you said, just with our brains feeling fried, I think this is just a good way to, to set up the year. Yeah. Uh, plus, there's going to be suggestions if we can't think of any. Plus, there's things that I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have thought of put read a fanfic on our challenge. Definitely. Like, so I love I that. love reading fanfiction. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I do hope that, like. I haven't gone through the list since we decided like it's been it's been a few weeks, but um, I really want to read a Stacey Abrams book. So like I don't know if that fits in anywhere. So we may just have to do like some kind of special episode on that. I was literally going to ask you about that. I was like, <laughs> oh, we wanted to read Stacey Abrams. And I was like, if it doesn't fit, maybe we just do a couple bonus episodes yes. here and there of things that we really wanted to get in. Yes. So um, if we find that it's getting a little too heavy or things like that. Um, we will still throw in fun stuff for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, and hopefully we'll have some more guests on from our network. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I think that'll also help to help us too with just like planning, being like since we're gonna follow the list in order, being able to plan really ahead of time. Yeah. Could definitely try to pull more guests in that way. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on our wrap up of the year? No, I'm excited to get into 2021 i i i have i have the understanding like it's next it's friday like it's not it's friday (laughs) the world's not going to change but that being said i am ready to put 2020 behind me yeah yeah 
definitely and uh, carrying some things that we've taken like my love of cooking is gonna really continue on because the other thing was like trying to find some of the bright sides of being locked down like i've been home my dog is not like he's been sick yeah you know he's he was diagnosed a year ago so it's been nice that i've been able to spend more time with him for sure which you know without having to go into an office and the commute because that also took away time from us during the week for sure um being able to cook because I wasn't really able to cook during the week yeah. because of the commute and everything. So I am now. Oh, I did get an Instapot, though. I'm very excited to use I do this. Love, <laughs> I need to use mine more. Like, I think I. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely trying to take some of those things into the new year. This habit of the TV schedule that we literally just started like a week ago. But, you know. No, but that's that's <laughs> a good idea. I like that. And um, yeah, I just. For me, it was, I moved home. I was able to do that um, about 13 Mm. months sooner than I was going to originally and found a therapist that I absolutely adore and just, 2020 is rough, but I'm somehow getting my head on straight, which Mm -hmm. is all I can do. I can't fix anybody else. So, Yeah. yeah. Plus, we have vaccines to look forward to yes. in 2021. Yes. <laughs> like, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. As we wrap up the year, definitely think it's good to take stock of the things that we enjoyed. Things that we, that got us through to acknowledge that. Really looking forward to next year, the vaccine. Yes. Art book challenge some return to some normalcy because i feel like it's going to be a little while for for things to i don't know that everything will get fully back to normal but you know it'll be a while but it'll, it'll take some time interesting but that's okay yeah yeah so in the meantime stay safe mm-hmm. enjoy the last bit of 2020 enjoy new year's if you like celebrating new year's stay safe with that too <laughs> Keep supporting your local libraries, independent bookstores, and then don't forget that Judging Book Covers is part of the Certain Point of View Network. You can check us out online, certainpov.com, for more nerdy podcasts, and then also, you know, take a look at our Discord. There's also a link for that on our um, on the website, so you can always join in there, too. Yeah, there's definitely, um, we just had our last meeting for the year um, with the network, and there seems to be some exciting things coming in 2021. So, yeah, be on the lookout. It'll be good. Yeah. So, until then, we'll see you in 21, 2021. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. You know. I feel like we should have over. a glass of champagne or something. I know. I feel like we're missing that, like, final <laughs> toast or something to the end of this. Yes. <laughs> oh. Here. All right. But we will see you in 2021 with our Read Harder Challenge. <laughs> CPOV CertainPOV.com